Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Tuesday, January 5th, here on the Locked On Coyotes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Rob Leonio. Here on this wonderful championship Tuesday for the IIHF World Junior Championship, the Arizona Coyotes starting in day two of their training camp ahead of the season opener against the San Jose Sharks. Plus, the American Hockey League announces some major news for their season coming up in just about a month from now. Hello once again, everyone. My name is Rob Leonio, the new host here on Locked On Coyotes. Been uh, covering the Coyotes in Tucson Roadrunners the last four years or so for FiveForHowling.com. Excited to be here on Locked On Coyotes to talk with you about some of the stuff coming up today. For example, as mentioned earlier, Championship Tuesday for the World Junior Championship. It's tonight. We got the gold medal game and the bronze medal game, but the gold medal game is the one I'm sure a lot of you guys want to pay attention to. It's the rivalry, guys. Team USA versus Team Canada. What a great matchup to come. What we're going to do here before we get to that is we'll talk about what happened yesterday. I gave you guys kind of a small preview on a couple players to watch out for in these semifinal games, mainly in the USA-Finland game. And mainly in Team USA's John Farinacci. And was I right about him again? He is continuing to contribute to Team USA's run for an attempt at a gold medal. In last night's matchup with USA and Finland, Farinacci had a goal in the second period to break the tie that was at 1-1 at the time to go for 2-1. Here is the call from TSN. Of that goal. And the Finns will start a lead pass, finds Farinacci in a long third, and she scores! John Farinacci catches the Finns on a change, and the United States retakes the lead. So it shows there, and it's kind of hard, of course, based off just listening, but it shows Farinacci finds a stretch pass from his teammate Jackson Lacombe, and it just completely gets past the the uh, the Finn defenseman, and just is it, it, it makes it look easy. Once again, that is now his uh, his fifth goal, his seventh point in the World Junior Championship, with of course a chance for more in tonight's match against Canada. Now, if you're just a casual hockey fan here in the state of Arizona, or just in general, and are just wondering. Wait, this is locked on Coyotes. Why is Rob talking about this guy on Team USA in a junior uh, tournament? And this is why, guys, John Farinacci is a prospect for the Arizona Coyotes. He was drafted in the 2019 draft by the Coyotes. Last year played for his USHL team, the the Muskegon Lumberjacks. And uh, now... Will probably after tonight's game head directly to Glendale to join the Coyotes in the uh, 
training camp and see what kind of role he can play. Probably still not going to make a roster player, but let's see how he can fit in with some of these, you know, NHL guys and see what what he can do. And if it's anything that's very similar to what we're seeing in this junior tournament, then Coyotes fans, you have a lot to be excited about for John Farinacci. Now on Team Finland's side, the Arizona Coyotes prospect Akureyri had a quiet game. He was held off the score sheet, but uh, he had a uh, he had four minutes of penalty minutes, which uh, well that penalty uh, double minor resulting in a Team USA goal uh, was uh, what mostly of what you would hear from Rady in last night's game. And that brings us to now today. Gold medal game and bronze medal game. Obviously, everyone's going to be a pantry to the gold medal game. The one that really matters. If we're being real here, the one that matters. Team USA and Team Canada. It's a pretty, pretty marquee matchup. As it almost always is. It's going to be an interesting game. Can John Farinacci continue his impressive run in this tournament and be a key part of a victory for gold i want to hear from you guys go ahead and tweet at me at robliano1 and tell me can will john farinacci score a point in this team usa team canada gold medal game of the world junior championship once again, go ahead and tweet at me, at Robliano1, and let me know. Will Farinacci score one point? And I'm, I'm, being, pretty, I'm, I'm being pretty simple here. One point. So it's going to be a goal or an assist. Will he score one point? Now, a lot of us know that you know, for Team USA, beating Canada is no easy feat. The, you know, Canada is the defending champion, and they tend to be off and on champions quite a bit. In these last few years, winning three times in the last uh, five years or six years or so. While Team USA will look to getting back to wearing the hardware once again, having not won a medal since 2019 when they won silver, not having won gold since 2017, they will be looking to get that gold back. My personal bold prediction? Team USA will prevail. It's going to be, again, it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. If you have the means of being able to watch tonight's championship game between U.S. and Canada, you should watch it. It should be a very fun matchup. But once again, I'm saying I have Team USA going for gold, getting the gold in a high-scoring victory against Team Canada. I'm going to go... USA 6, Canada 5, once again, super exciting, especially once again for you Coyotes fans who are following John Farinacci's super fun run in this tournament. Coming up in just a second, we will get back to the Arizona Coyotes training camp, kind of dive a little bit more into some of the stuff of uh, how things are going over there. But before we get to that, I want to talk to you guys about betonline.ag. 
Now, you guys have heard me talk about this already, but I really want to reiterate that Bet Online is my place, my choice, and all of us here at Locked On's Choice for betting on sports. And you guys can too. If you're interested, betonline.ag has options to bet on hockey. I know the hockey season's coming up, and you guys might be excited for it. There are the NHL futures on it. You can make your pick on who you believe is going to win the Stanley Cup, as well as some some hardware. You know, who's going to win the Norris Trophy? Who's going to win the Art Ross? Those stuff you can bet on right now on betonline.ag. Now, if that sounds interesting to you, get in on the action. Sign up for a free account today on betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. It is time now to dive into some of the uh, news out of day one, now heading into day two of the Arizona Coyotes training camp. Not all training, completely training camp related news, but we'll do as much as we can to get you once again ready for next week's home opener. Now, we got to go ahead and preface everything in saying, guys, nothing is set in stone yet. This is just day one of training camp. There's still over a week left until the season opener against San Jose. Anything can change, and something probably will. Just want to let you know that. Because a few things need to be said. That Phil Kessel was not taking complete line rushes. He was in attendance at the first day of training camp yesterday, but was not taking line rushes. This information courtesy of Craig Morgan, Arizona Coyotes insider, same information as a lot, as well as some of the other stuff that that we're hearing from training camp, including the fact that Anti Ranta was unavailable, Barrett Hayton was unavailable. Now this is not necessarily because of an injury, and I think that's what needs to be said because a lot of you are going to overreact. Oh no, Barrett Hayton wasn't there. Aiden, uh, or Anti wasn't there. Phil Kessel wasn't taking line rushes. Kyle Capobianco wasn't there. Victor Soderstrom, Derek Brassard, they weren't there. Derek Brassard wasn't there for a good reason, guys. He wasn't there because these two has to follow quarantine protocol after coming to Arizona just this last week after his free agent signing. That's why he's not there. Give him a few days. He'll be there probably tomorrow, day three, maybe by the end of the week. That's okay. That was fine. But you guys, some people are just going to overreact. And we all know it's going to happen. It's okay, guys. We're just heading into the first bit of training camp. The season hasn't even started yet. Yes, it's going to be a shortened season, so anything can be an overreaction at this point. But let's take everything that we see each day with a grain of salt. All we need to do is listen to Rick Tockett and what he has to say each each post-training camp day, how things improve, where players are, what he sees and what he knows. He is the best information for the team because, well, yeah, he's the head coach. 
But enough of that, I don't want you guys to overreact anymore. Let's go ahead and, well, let's actually get some more overreactions from you guys. Let's talk about the post-first day uh, line matchups and where certain players are lining up. Again, another preface, this is just the first day of training camp or the first couple days of training camp. Things will change. Let's make sure that make that known. Things will change. But line makeups on multiple different sources here. Once again, according to Craig Morgan, this is what the line rushes were in day one of a training camp. Clayton Keller, Nick Schmoltz, and Connor Garland on the on the first line. Lawson Krause, Christian Dvorak, and uh, Christian Fisher on the second line. Followed by Kajula, Yannick, and Pitlick on the third. Hunt, Larson, and Hayden on the fourth line. And again, as mentioned again, that is not set in stone because of Kessel's uh, non-appearance in the line rushes. Because of Broussard's non-appearance at training camp yet, and etc. etc. So here is what Daily Faceoff has. I just went to go ahead and look on Daily Faceoff, and here is what they have their predicted lines. And again, things will still change. You know, this will probably not be set in stone, but it could very well look something like this: Schmaltz, Dvorak, Garland, top line, Keller, Broussard. Kessel, line two. Fisher, Hayton, Kajula, line three. Kraus, Larson, and Pitlick on line four. So that seems to be a little bit more uh, reasonable, of course, because it has Kessel and Hayton slotted in there where they should be. And I think it's no doubt that Phil Kessel is going to be a uh, a top six winger. And uh, Brick Derek Broussard makes uh, good sense that he's going to be the second center based off of the current uh, center pool that the Coyotes have. Not, uh, Christian Dvorak, once again, would be that number one. Defensive pairs, according to Daily Faceoff, are pretty much the same as last year in the season. Larson and Demers on the first pairing, Galagoski and Chikrin on the second, and Hjalmarsson and Osterley on that third pairing. Now, there's more to the roster than just these lines and pairings. Of course, we had the goaltenders in Antiranta, Darcy Kemper, and Aiden Hill. Now, if you're wondering why I made a uh, made three names there, Aiden Hill, probably going to be a member of the uh, the taxi squad for Arizona as a goaltender for, the, uh, for there in the taxi squad. Um, it's going to be a new, uh, new thing for this year. Essentially, we'll just be... The players who are going to be able to fill in any roster spots in case any COVID issues arise on the active roster for the Coyotes. Hopefully nothing does happen, but the taxi squad is there just in case. Aiden Hill probably being that number three, the number three goaltender, part of the taxi squad for that. There are a couple other players to watch for for that Two, uh, Kyle Capobianco, defenseman, been, been playing with Tucson, among some others. We will find out more about who will fill in to that taxi squad as the training camp continues or as it gets closer to an end because that's when we'll feel more figure out of who the starting lineup is, who's going to be taxi squad, 
who's going to be Tucson Roadrunners or get ready or ish because you don't really know when the Roadrunners season. Oh, well, we have over a month until Roadrunner season will begin. So lots of unknowns still to this date. So as this show progresses over the next week, we will definitely know a lot more about this Coyote squad, about their uh, their backups, about their uh, extra players, about the minor league teams, about the teams that are going to get sent back to juniors, the teams that will be sent back to college, etc., etc. But that will just about do it for the training camp portion of uh, of today's episode. Not really much going on again. Things are still developing. As a reminder, if you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up in just a little bit, I want to talk to you guys now about the American Hockey League, my favorite league to cover, the Tucson Roadrunners stuff. Exciting stuff and more news come out from the league. All that coming up in just a second. But first, let's talk about rockauto.com. Guys, if you're like me and you're a huge car guy, or if you're, even if not, even if you're just someone who loves to drive their daily car and needs repairs, but they don't like the price tag of, the, of a part at one of those big box auto parts stores, it can become a mess. Especially those some of those stores won't even have the part for your specific car. That's where rockauto.com comes into place. You can search up your car on their site and you'll find a list of parts that will fit your car in a neatly organized way. And the best part is their prices are reliably low, guys. That is why recently, actually, I went to go ahead and purchase a set of spark plugs from them for my car. And I I probably saved myself about, you know, 50% of what I probably would have paid at one of those big chain stores that probably would have had me go from one store to another to another all across town just to chase the, the darn part. RockAuto.com makes it incredibly easy to get the repair parts you need for your car or truck. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts that are available for your car or truck. And when you're there, go ahead and tell them in their How Did You Hear About Us box that Locked On sent you. Let's now move on to the final segment of today's show on this wonderful Tuesday, guys. Let's talk some American Hockey League. The AHL has made some new announcements for their upcoming season, and it is weird. To be honest, I think I think uh, weird is uh, maybe an understatement. I don't know. I'll let you decide on uh, what you would describe this news. So first of all, one I want one thing I want to get straight is twenty eight teams of the thirty one AHL teams will actually play. Three have decided to opt out. Those three are the Charlotte Checkers the Milwaukee Admirals, and the Springfield Thunderbirds. They have decided to opt out of the 2021 season, but they will return to play in 2021-2022. The remaining 28 teams, as mentioned previously, will play 
in this upcoming season, which is set to begin on around uh, February 5th, which is their goal to get started. Now, here's even more of where the weird comes. There's a division realignment for this next season. Now, the Pacific Division, guys, is completely untouched with the addition of the Henderson Silver Knights, the new affiliate of, well, go go ahead and take a guess. If you guess Vegas, then yeah, you're right. If you guess anything else, I'll just go ahead and keep quiet about that. Now, the weird part, as I was trying to get to, is what we see over in the... Uh, other side of the country in the American Hockey League. And that is, well, the Canadian division, which consists of only four teams in the Belleville Senators, the Laval Rocket, Manitoba Moose, and the Toronto Marlies, as well as only three teams in the Atlantic division with the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, the Hartford Wolfpack, and the Providence Bruins. Just those three teams in one division and the four teams in the Canadian division. That's weird to me. The North division looks normal. Binghampton Devils, Hershey Bears, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, Rochester Americans, Syracuse Crunch, Utica Comets, and the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. Central division, kind of normal. A little bit small. That's probably because Milwaukee isn't there. But you had the Chicago Wolves. Cleveland Monsters, Grand Rapids Griffins, Iowa Wild, Rockford Icehawks, and Texas Stars. And the Pacific Division, as I mentioned before, mostly untouched, but the addition of Henderson, you got, well, Henderson Silver Knights, Bakersfield Condors, Colorado Eagles, Ontario Reign, San Diego Goals, Stockton Heat, and the Tucson Roadrunners, of, of course, which is the Coyotes affiliate. Now... One, let's let, let's get even weirder, guys. Well, actually, can it get even weirder than the three teams in uh, one division and four teams in another? I guess it can't get weirder than that. But weird for the Pacific Division standpoint, you've got two teams who are temporarily relocating. They have a gotten approval of relocation. Sounds like there is no relocation on the surface. You have the Ontario Reign and San Diego Gulls. What could possibly go wrong with that? Well, Ontario is not going to be playing in Ontario. They got approval to go ahead and move their operations temporarily to El Segundo, which is uh, actually where the LA Kings have their corporate offices and uh, and the uh, well the practice facilities for the LA Kings. So the Ontario Reign will be there for I guess for maybe financial purposes and for travel purposes to make things easier for the Kings temporarily in that case. And the same goes with the San Diego Goals. They want a little bit less travel. They want things a little bit easier on them with it comes to the uh, front office for the Anaheim Ducks. So they'll be temporarily relocating to Irvine, which is within the uh, Orange County area, not too far from the Honda Center in Anaheim. Other notable relocations, well, I guess only really two of note. Not really to worry about if you're a Tucson fan because it won't even affect any 
uh, uh, travel for the Roadrunners, but the Binghamton Devils will temporarily play in Newark, New Jersey, much closer now to, uh, well, the New Jersey Devils. And the Providence Bruins will play in Marlboro, Massachusetts, a little bit closer now to Boston. So they're moving things closer to the corporate offices and closer to the practice, practice facilities so uh, it's easier for travel and just administrative purposes, really. That's all the nitty-gritty with the news coming from the American Hockey League. Of course, more will probably come out as we get closer to their start date of February 5th. We'll find out more about the Tucson Roadrunners schedule look like. Again, most, most likely going to be playing their own division about 10 times. That's nothing new. All that, all these, you know, interdivision play, it's nothing new to American Hockey League fans. Roadrunners fans, you're going to, you're used to seeing San Diego come to town five times, a, five times a year and having Tucson play over there, you know, you know, six times a year or what have it. That's normal. So nothing new from that. But we'll find out exactly how that schedule is going to work. You know, when, who's going to play when, all stuff like that coming up probably in the next couple weeks. But in the meantime, you can go ahead and uh, get back to some NHL talk. Guys, a quick reminder that this week, the Locked On NHL podcast will be getting ready for the regular season. Follow Sarah Vampato and the Locked On NHL season preview series, where they will preview all 31 teams, division by division, and who to pick up and drop in your fantasy leagues, courtesy of Locked On Fantasy Hockey host Scott Colin. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. But that will go just about wrap things up for here on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes here with Rob Leonio. If you like what you heard today, be sure to give this podcast a five-star review. Or if you have yet even to subscribe, subscribe on your favorite podcasting channel. Again, we're posting five days a week, so you definitely don't want to miss what's happening around the Arizona Coyotes. We'll be back again tomorrow for more Locked On Coyotes. But until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and howl on.